Are you a passionate business owner or entrepreneur ready to take your message to the world? Do you dream of launching your own podcast but don't know where to start? Introducing my eight-week Start Your Podcast program designed to guide you every step of the way in creating and launching your podcast. In this program, you'll learn the essential skills needed to craft engaging content, record high-quality episodes, and market your podcast effectively to reach your target audience. I will work closely with you providing personalized guidance and feedback to ensure your podcast stands out in a crowded digital space. But hurry, spots are limited and applications for our upcoming cohorts are closing soon. Don't miss this opportunity to turn your podcast dreams into a reality and launch your podcast this summer visit our website donnaede.com forward slash apply and apply now to secure your spot in our next cohort together let's make your podcasting vision a success this is the wedding procast uk and today we are responding to bojo's announcement from monday we have a roadmap but are we any better off let's chat to the podcast. I'm Donna, your host, a 10-year wedding veteran and founder of the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors. If you haven't yet, then please hit subscribe where you listen and leave a review. If you've gained any insight from any of the podcasts so far, it really helps me reach more pros like yourself who might benefit. The Society will be opening its doors in April, so if you would like to find out more about that and be the first to know when that happens, then please head over to the website at bit dot ly forward slash wpcuk bojo scroll to the very bottom of that page and join the podcast tribe and you will be the first to know so starting off let's look at some of the positives we have a map and a structure to work with on a personal note i kind of feel at a high level Um, It looks like a sound plan. It's cautious and there's padding built in for change. The staged approach to reopening with the ability to pause each stage while the vaccine being rolled out seems to be like a good solid plan to me. I'm pleased for all the mums and dads who'll be able to stop homeschooling and find their balance again and for the children that they'll be back in school being able to see their friends. I'm glad to see the return of the rule of six coming down the pipeline and I hope now that my dad's had his first vaccine that he'll be more open to sitting in the garden and having a cuppa with me. As many of you know, the last time that happened was the 27th of December 2019 at my sister's for Christmas. So the idea of being able to um, actually do that with him again is amazing to me. It also means that the tickets that I bought for my daughter at Christmas to see Hamilton in May might actually have been worth it. So for me, that's all great stuff. But now let's look at where weddings fit into this roadmap. A roadmap I feel that the wedding industry has been the loudest in asking for. I want an explanation to how the government came to their decision of allowing venues to go to 50% capacity or 4,000, whichever is fewer, for an event, but only allowing weddings of 30. It doesn't make sense to me. And here's why. Let's say a venue has a capacity of 300 and it does weddings. In these new rules, as they roll out, I think it's stage three, but don't quote me on that, This venue can run an event with 150 people in attendance for an event. Now, people tend to go to events with their partner or their friends. So you could have more than 75 households at this event quite easily. 
However, you couldn't have a wedding for 150 where you would have less than 75 households because people always go to weddings as a family. That doesn't make sense to me. Now let's look at the movement of a wedding. There's a wedding ceremony. Everyone is seated in a controlled manner facing forward where you can gain everybody's attention, give them instructions about social distancing and expectations and what can and can't be tolerated. Everyone is sitting for dinner again in a controlled environment, cocktail hour, which in good weather can be held outside. And an event, on the other hand, is people arriving, milling about, it's difficult to get everybody's attention at once, it's much more messy. So again, I ask, why are weddings excluded from the event numbers? Weddings are events. On the topic of it being an event, this to me is a really important point and probably the most important point. Weddings are life events. They are moments that are special to us and are emotional. They're like the birth of a baby, getting engaged, moving house. They are milestone moments in our lives and they are important to the whole family. It's not just an individual's life. A concert is not a life event. Years of planning for a person attending an event doesn't happen. They buy their ticket, it's done. The month before, they might look to see what they might wear. But a wedding has two whole families invested for years sometimes, and their closest friends are also involved. These restrictions don't just disappoint venues, vendors and couples, it upsets whole families. It is, in my mind, totally unfair that there is a separation between weddings and other events. And I would really like an explanation as to why, because I feel like I'm missing something. So that, my loves, is my feelings in brief. Um, I'm not going to sort of go into any more details on it. You can read it on the Gov website exactly what the stages are and what's allowed at each stage. Um, But those were my two big frustrations, um, that, that events can have larger numbers where there's going to be more households involved, whereas weddings can't. And I just don't understand. I feel that weddings can actually be controlled much better than events can. And so it doesn't make sense to me that there is a difference between how many people you can have at an event and how many people you can have at a wedding. I really, I really do wish that somebody would explain that to us. I haven't yet sat and read the whole document. So Perhaps there's more explanation inside, though really given what others have said, I fear there isn't any other explanation. But with all this being said, what I want us to do, what I want us as an industry to do is to look at what we can control. We can't change what Boris Johnson said. We can't change the rules. But what we can change is our attitude to it. You know, I had my pity party about it on Monday, on Tuesday. And today, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I know that this affects both of my brides. You know, I say I'm a veteran wedding photographer, but as some of you may know, I had two brides booked in with me. Both of them booked last year. One of the weddings was last year and got moved to this year. The other one was booked for this year. Both of those brides have been affected by what happens. I cannot go to them with a negative attitude. I can't encourage that kind of 
negativity because this is a special day to them. And so I want to be as positive as possible for them and to encourage them to get excited about the possibilities that now lay ahead of them. They are both having to move their dates. And in fact, they one has confirmed a new date with me. The other's waiting for response from registrar. But they've both had to move their dates because of the number restrictions. And I need to be there. I need to control my emotions so that I can be there for them. What I can control is how I'm going to support them going forward, what I'm going to put out in the world for you guys and what I focus on. And I urge you to look at what you can do within the guidelines that are set and let's move forward. I believe that fighting for financial help is now where we need to focus because as we know, 30-person weddings do not provide our bread and butter. Small weddings might be part of our portfolio, but they were never the entire portfolio. Financial help until restrictions are lifted are a must in my mind. So let's focus on what we can control. Let's be cautiously optimistic that August is going to be an amazing month for weddings. Uh, I can see it now. Both of my weddings have moved into July. And if they do both go ahead in that month, I'm I'm sceptical on one of them because it's early July and I'm not sure that we're going to follow the stages Exactly. But if they both go, I've, I've then got back to back weddings in um, July. However, I know for you guys that are full time in the industry and this is your livelihood, you could well be doing two or three weddings a week come August. So guys, get your rest while you can, because by December you're going to be shattered. Let's go with that as the positive take on it. And until next week, you know, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button. If you're on the website, scroll to the bottom and join the podcast tribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you've gained value from any of the episodes I've released, please drop a review on iTunes. It really helps me reach more wedding pros like you. Until next week, my darlings, stay safe. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.